0: You might have a mom, she might be the bomb, but ain't nobody got a mom like mine. Her love's till the end, she's my best friend.
1: Ain't nobody got a
0: mom like mine. Welcome to Teaching My Mother ABA, where we put a unique spin on teaching ABA by using pop cultural references and real life stories. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the shit show we call life. Bum
1: bum bum. <laughs> I do. I do think you know what the next thing is. I do feel like you need some theme music, uh, whenever you show up to things, <laughs> like just theme music. So
0: I the, uh, the tiger. When I walk in the room, I should just always be playing.
1: No, that's not the music oh. I was thinking of, but so I chose our pop culture reference because of what we're talking about as, um, there, sorry, there's a fly. So they're like, I know people can't see me flailing, but I feel like my voice will be going in and out as I like act a fool. Okay. There's no such thing as ready. You just jump on a moving train and you try not to die.
0: That's perfect. And it's even more perfect because I am rewatching all of the Divergent movies right now. Oh my god. And that's all they do is jump on trains and jump off trains. Which well, is not that is from.
1: But Well, and it's even more fitting since we were supposed to have a guest who is a parent and a caregiver and couldn't join us because
0: she's got a spicy toddler. She's so our business partner Kelly is so funny because she is she's military but ideally she's from the south and so she doesn't yell at her children she says no ma'am no thank you she doesn't use any type of like punishment procedures at all and she doesn't say her kids are terrors or assholes or anything like that (laughs) she calls them spicy so (laughs) i don't know again how kelly and i ended up being friends apparently opposites attract in that way but her uh toddler is being spicy today
1: i mean i think we all we've seen that quote like um about strong-willed children and <laughs> the great things that they'll do. I cannot wait to see what that little sweetheart does because she is strong-willed. She is strong-willed. So yeah. let's talk about what, what have you been doing this week? I feel like I haven't talked to you.
0: I don't work. <laughs> Didn't you hear? I don't work.
1: Oh, my God. This is my favorite. Oh, it was so good. So Britt has stepped back from direct – Stuff, yes. yeah, like direct services. So she's still doing supervision and things like that. I guess whenever I'm she like the it.
0: wizard and Wizard of Oz. Mm, yes, I
1: probably have a different analogy. No, I, you
0: can't thing. even. This is why I grew up so mean. I was perfectly perfect when I was little, and then I had to.
1: <laughs> I don't know why you I think you have to
0: a Darwinism. I had to adapt or die. <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> So we're talking,
1: we're talking through a situation we had with a client that we consult with and provide services. And they're convinced that Brit is off working, doing things that she's not doing. I don't, I don't know. But so one of our employees is we're like, Britt's. like, I consult and our other employee chimed in. Yeah. She, how did she say that? She doesn't. Okay. So it was,
0: (laughs) I was like, I consult and you do the work. And she's like, yeah, and you don't do the work. (laughs) And this employee is, we have to have her on. Because I absolutely, I've worked with her for seven or eight years now. And she is just nice. Like I always say, if you can't get along with her, there is something wrong with you. Because I cannot imagine someone not getting along with her. And so when she said it, I know she doesn't have any malice in her entire body. So she wasn't telling me like I wasn't working. That's just how she said it. But the way it came out was, it was and perfect.
1: And the timing was perfect. And her delivery is just so like, she's like, yeah, you just don't do anything.
0: <laughs> you just don't do the work. Don't do it. You just don't do it.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, um,
0: that's I decided to... Um, as we mentioned last podcast, we're kind of restructuring things. So I thought it would be fun to start keeping a running tally of things that our employees say or things that we say throughout the week um, and doing kind of a, a recap on quotes for the week. Because, like release oh. the Kraken.
1: Yes. <laughs> don't release the Kraken. So mm-hmm. it, we also I had a conversation with uh some employees where they're like, they sent me a message or like, we need you to hop on a meeting. And I'm like, I'd already told one of them, like, I'm just not in the mood. Like this is not the week I am. I mean, Brit comes by it naturally. I just, in my older years, am able to hide it better or I have a longer fuse. So I'd already told them like, I'm just not in the mood. So they, they have me get on the meeting and they're like, I'm like, what? You know, and I was kidding, but they're like, well, we did have, you know, almost a five minute conversation about which one of you <laughs> that we wanted to have, try to have answered these questions. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I mean, my response time is much quicker than yours. <sighs> yes. Like I'm still a people pleaser in the fact that if someone asks me for something, I do like normally. I'm like doing it right
0: away. And you're more likely to get me to respond as if you text me and tell me what it's about. And then I might respond better than if you just call me because I don't want to be caught off guard and have to have a 30 minute conversation about something that I just want to tell them to not be stupid about.
1: Is that why you, so do you think that if they text you or if we text you and say, here's what we specifically want to talk to you about, mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it's funny because um, as we all know, I have been working on my mental health, which is why I'm not around as much. But they say when you have anxiety, one thing you do is you watch a lot of the same shows or you go to the same places and um, you don't do as many new things with that anxiety. So I think that plays into it. If you call me or, or if you text me and tell me exactly what you want to talk to me about, then I'm more likely to call you back right away. Whereas if you call me and I have no idea why you're calling me, I'm more likely not to pick up the phone because I don't know what it's about. And so well, that would I be I mean, that-, that anxiety.
1: Uh, That will be something to put into play and see how that goes. We'll have to get back and see what some of the data on it, some data, see what the data shows if that's really the case.
0: I was just going to say it's funny because I see anxiety in my oldest son too because he started flag football and he's never played flag football before and he's (laughs) so, so excited. But, on our first practice, our first drive there, like I'm anxious because I don't know what to expect as a parent, and I said I would help out with whatever I needed to help out with. and I could tell he just did not stop talking or fidgeting in the back seat. So I knew like he was also extremely anxious in his first games tonight, and he has just been
1: I off don't know.
0: the charts yes, I don't even know how to explain it. so it's funny when i I'm seeing what I feel play out in a be- more behavioral sense because I can't, because I'm seeing what he feels outwardly. That makes sense. Yeah. But and I feel so I what he's feeling, but I'm able to contain it a little bit more as an adult. Whereas he doesn't.
1: Well, and we know like what you switch their bedrooms around. I'm like, Oh, this should be interesting because anytime anything exciting I can't remember what was I there for where I'm like he's gonna be up at 4 30. what were we doing was it a birthday party Maybe. I can't remember like he was just super excited about mm-hmm. something and he'll learn how to regulate that eventually hopefully if he's up at 4 30 I guess he's up at 4 30 if he doesn't wake the the problem is waking up the other one at 4 30
0: or well, I- you yeah, me, not not great. Well, and I think it's interesting because we're talking um, about the caregiver support roadmap that we've put together. But as a caregiver going through these different behaviors with my oldest son, because we went to the balloon festival. And holy cannoli, did he <laughs> act a fool. Like He was not listening. He was flopping on the floor. He was pulling grass he was doing flips he was talking <laughs> back to his dad like <laughs> you wouldn't even recognize this kid if you would have been at that balloon festival but I made a mistake as a parent and didn't show him a video of what it so was he didn't to- know what yeah he's so like he I don't no, have an idea no clue, no clue whatsoever um and he was that way when uh his brother was in getting his appendix out, his grandparents, his other grandma said that he just would not stop talking and asking and everything until she showed him kind of like kids video of what it was to get your appendix out. But as a parent, you have to realize what of your behavior caused their behavior. So how, so what, what did I not do? So I didn't show him, I didn't prepare him. I thought it would be fun to surprise them. Not fun to surprise them whatsoever. He is not a surprise kind of a kid. He is a, I need to make sure I know what I'm doing, what's going to happen, what type of participation do I need to have in this event, what type of excitement am I going to be having. He needs to know all of that.
1: Yeah, that's so funny that that you're saying like, as a parent, I need to prepare my child. I feel like that at work every day. I'm like... (laughs) We need to prepare in the morning. We need to do our check-in. Here's, here's how the day is going to go. <laughs> let me tell well, you what, Let me show you a video of what a shit show looks like. <laughs> I just want you to be prepared for it.
0: I think it works too because I'm doing better at not immediately sending out rage emails. Like I now well, have—I got one. Not rage. It was a let me lay this out for you slowly, and then hopefully you comprehend what I'm saying because I can't say it any different. And so, if you don't understand, then we're done. The best Hi. part is
1: there was an episode last week that where was, was I getting, I don't, I, I had no like immediate access. Like I was on my phone, but I was like in and out of, you were up four
0: wheeling or whatever. And then, oh yeah, we
1: were four wheeling in the, in the, and so, so like
0: life crisis,
1: you and I, not my midlife crisis. Well, I'll pretty much do anything that will get me out of the office where you guys don't have access to me. But so The problem, though, with that is, is when everyone's working, so we get an email that was not from you, but was super harsh. Like, when I read
0: it. Okay, so Kelly, being the caregiver, had to cancel a meeting because her kids got super sick. And of course, that's one reason we started K now is because all of our kids get sick all the time. Well, and we
1: did all, all that. Yeah, that's right. Because in the morning. So this would be something interesting. I would love to hear from all of our six viewers, which I already know two of them, what they would say because they were on the meeting. But and we were lots. doing. Oh, yeah. We might be down to four now. So Kelly was asking what we did. We, de, we decided it was croup. And so then we were talking about remedies because Kelly also doesn't. Like she likes to go to the doctor when she has to, just because if any of you have been in the military healthcare system, like you need to make sure that you really have to go to the doctor because it is a two day, three day week process. So we were talking her through, oh yeah, we think it's croup. And so we're all giving what our remedies were when, when their kids are sick or whatever. And so everyone had their own opinion on how Kelly should treat this child. So Kelly's out Britt sends what I felt was a very nice email for Britt. Like the fact that she even sent the email was a little shocking. Like, I'm like, look at her sending an email instead of just canceling the meeting. I was like, that was points for growth. We get an email back that was not kind and it was spicy. it was spicy and very uncharacteristic of the person that sent it. Like that was like, there was just a lot of pieces. So I'm up, God forbid, I'm guessing I'm on the top of some, I must've like, we must've shimmied our way up to somewhere that had cell service. And I see this email and I'm like, oh, holy hell. And they sent it to me and Britt and Kelly. And I'm like, oh my God, please don't let, pray this is a dark hour that Britt does not get on that email. Well, the next time I get down off the hill and get to another cell phone, Britt has replied. And I was so proud because you replied very nicely. Thank you. But then there was another email and I'm like, oh, good God. Oh, Lord. And.
0: Okay. This is not a great business model. Let me tell you. (laughs) But I am sorry, but I'm not going to spend a month arguing with you about something. If you don't like how, We do it how I have set this up because I gave up a six-year salary, put my life savings into this business, as did Kelly and Nissa. If you don't like what we're doing, guess what? I will happily give you a name of someone who can do it either the same or probably not as good as we do it because we're very personable, I promise. But if you don't like how we're doing it, don't come to us. There's a large percentage really of us that are a large percentage of us that are personable. <laughs> I mean, most people are probably going to bend and do whatever you tell them to do, but we have a way of doing things, and I think that it's way more gracious than we should be. But yeah, if well, you don't like different.
1: it, bye. Well, and I think that's kind of where we're at the point of it's what we do is is very important work and there's certain things that we're not willing to bend on nor should we because we have a nice big code of ethics Mm -hmm. that tells us what we can or cannot do as uh, a a behavior analyst or a board certified behavior analyst like we can't there's just certain things that it doesn't matter how many different ways you ask us like Uh you ethically we're unable to do certain things. And so I feel like that's where like the tipping point is. I also feel like anytime anyone questions (laughs) specifically that we're not competent or whatever. And like there are times when definitely we're just on different pages. There's communication issues. There's all these things that go into things. And I don't think as when you're in school to be a BCBA, I don't think that we talk about that part enough. And I think that's the other part that we're really going to focus on after our caregiver support roadmap kind of talking through that is we're really going to talk about what it what it looks like in the real world to be a BCBA, especially if you do want to start your own company. And I think a lot of BCBAs now feel like when they work for other people that maybe it's not the best situation for them. So they are starting or they're consulting on their own or whatever. So I do feel like there's some definite things that we can help people with to just understand all this being said about what we are really a great company to work for and work with. I think is how we should sum up that whole like diatribe of, of how people have irritated you. I will say that our customer service in general, like when you have to come in, then it's usually like everyone else has tried. So we do work really hard to help our to help our clients and our companies. But today we're gonna focus on caregiver roadmap. And <laughs> last week we introduced the resource and we're gonna continue to take a, a deeper dive into what we've done. So I think Britt and I are super proud of the work that we've done on this Caregiver. Roadmap, it's an 80-page, six-month guide to a culturally responsive training program, and it's split into three sections. So we talk about before the encounters, what happens during the encounters, and then we give you a caregiver goal bank. And I think the thing that is different about this than other caregiver trainings that are out there, because there are some really great ones, we're definitely not discounting those, But we talk a lot, we spend a lot of time on what happens before the encounter even happens. And it, it really looks at you as a professional and the things that you need to make sure that you're aware of before you, before you start these caregiver encounters. And then we do have It's set up. So the encounters happen twice a week. There's encounter A, which we target training of a new skill. And then encounter B is targeting the application of the new skill. And then that caregiver goal bank is really a list of target caregiver behaviors and skills. And those goals are meant to be interchangeable with the goals already written in the encounters. So it's a very comprehensive guide and we've worked really hard on it. And so I feel like it was so interesting when I started in ABA and started looking at caregiver caregiver resources because I do think it's hard to go into someone's home or into the clinic setting and tell, and not tell, but talk to someone about how you think they can best meet the needs of their child. And I think that's a really hard conversation to have. And so I think it's important that we have these resources that can help us do that.
0: We also created a uh, caregiver, ABA, uh, ABA Caregiver Roadmap Masterclass that will occur in October uh and it's going to be two days 3 hours each there's going to be 6 hours so two supervision two ethics and two type 2 um but it's going to complement the caregiver roadmap and really go through um the actual application of the caregiver training and how it's set up and how it's really meant to be used so as And said, our part one focuses on before the encounter. And the reason that we did this is because I know myself, when I was first in the field, I kind of just got thrown into talking to parents. And at that point in time, I didn't have kids. So I didn't really know what it was like to be a parent, even though I thought I knew what everyone should do as a parent. Um, so our before the caregiver encounter talks about both, I think it not talks about, it would be useful for both those who are new to the field and those who have been in the field for a while. Uh, so what we do is we focus on a cultural self-assessment a knowledge assessment. Um, we have our roadmap key, which is definitions. Uh, we really target feedback and including a feedback guide, and then we look at the value-driven approach and that self-reflection on your personal values and how that shapes your behavior, and then we talk about the different types of family-focused ABA because that's really what we are targeting. And then we also have cultural barriers and cultural norms because we want you to think about that when you're going into uh, the caregiver support. Because even if you technically come from the same cultural background as your caregivers, there's still going to be some differences. So it's important to understand your cultural background and where you come from and the cultural background and needs of those caregivers.
1: Yeah. And I think that's one thing, you know, we have these conversations all the time with our BCBAs that there's so many things that they're required to do. And I think that this is a good tool to help meet the needs of, of the things that they have to do and do well. I, every time I'm just completely, completely amazed at, at the things that When we go into a company and I'm not a BCBA yet, but as an intern and be like, Oh my gosh, this there, we don't talk about this in like the job description or what it is to be a BCBA in school. So I think that kind of takes into the next thing is like what, and I know you've taught Mm -hmm. in various schools. So what part of this do you think is covered in school? And should it be?
0: Um, I don't. So I think that there should be a component to that stakeholder. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. that during supervision courses, maybe they try to cover it. Or during practicums, they try to cover it. But there's not a specific class targeting caregivers or other stakeholders uh, that are involved within that component of delivering the ABA-based services, and I think that's really a hole in the education system, and as someone who, or as a company who created a supervision curriculum, we make sure that we really discuss stakeholders, whether they be um, caregivers or whether you're in the OBM side and their are managers, um, just making sure... Yeah, making sure that we understand how to best communicate with those caregivers. And one thing that I notice a lot, especially when I'm doing those practicum classes, is when a caregiver goal is written, the target or the attention is still given to the client's behavior and not the actual caregiver's behavior itself.
1: So it makes me think of when we're writing those caregiver goals and, you know, we're supposed to be having a conversation like it is, I, I realize that we're the experts, but if, I mean, we've talked about this so many times, but if the family, the caregivers are not on board, then that goal really, we we're wasting our time writing a goal. So it really has to be this partnership and we have to come into it. It's a really fine line of how to work this relationship because we're the experts of ABA. They're the experts most of the time. Although I do feel like at times I felt like I was not an expert with my own child, but they're the experts of their children. So we need to make sure that we're coming together and that we're on the same level because I do feel like, you know, It's just like with anything else. When you feel like you have a really good handle on something or you know a lot about something, then I feel like you go into it with, oh, I'm the expert. Let me tell you exactly how to do this because I know what's best for the person. And so I think as BCBAs, we really need to go in as looking to it as a partnership. And then I know Britt is going to love this, but I do feel like there needs to be a stronger emphasis on how we communicate, whether it's more talking about soft skills, things like that, which are completely can be quantifiable, like how we do things. We can have the data on that.
0: Regular training. This is so we...
1: Oh my- Okay, let's talk about what just happened. Tell everyone what just
0: happened. Okay, so here's your ABC data, those of you who are collecting. Okay, (laughs) so I gave my son an activity. It was glue. He doesn't get glue ever in the house because he accidentally, quote unquote, wiped it all over my glass table. So I have a nice smear of glue all over my glass table, which, by the way, as a parent, you should never get a glass table. but. That's when I only had one child who I thought was perfect. Um, So the glue wasn't pushing out hard enough. (laughs) So I let him take the cap off the glue. Which I said not to. (laughs) So then he has a nice little pile of paper and glue, whatever. But we're out of glue now. The one glue bottle. And he just had a meltdown. So I put him in his bedroom because he knew I'm on a meeting and or a podcast, whatever you want to call this. And then he, he walks out of his room, and I hear the garage door open. <gasps> he went into my car and got a Capri Sun out of the back of the car. Then he comes back in, has me open the Capri Sun. And I'm like, whatever, I open the Capri Sun. And then I hear the garage door open and close again. And so I go back out there. He's trying to get the pirate booty. That's in the back of my car because I'm snack mom tonight. So I have Capri Sun and pirate booty in my car. And I just gave him the pirate booty. So, those of you who are listening, if you want to oh. send in all the things that I should not have done in that instance, go for it. And if you want to send in which behaviors that I <laughs> reinforce. Oh my god, this is that killing instance, me!
1: I don't know. The best part is, while he's messing with that glue, he's looking straight at me because we have our we have our video on, and so he is literally staring at me because he knows while well, I'm shaking my head no, first of all, and he knows I absolutely would not do that as he's like untwisting it really, really slowly, like looking straight at me.
0: Oh yeah. So
1: no. I, I think are we talking to- about caregiver support? Go on. Yeah. Well, okay.
0: The best part is. Okay, when I created the caregiver encounters, I kind of took that into consideration. Like it's really about what the caregivers can do and what is really going to work with their sanity. So during <laughs> COVID, like during the height of COVID, we worked. Um, I had the amazing opportunity to talk to uh, Francesca Degliani. I know I don't say that name right, but what she did in over in Italy was created a Schedule for caregivers that was actually realistic. So it was a schedule where, as if there was one caregiver, this is how much time you give to siblings. This is how much time you give to individual. This is what the other kid can do while you're giving that one-on-one time. Like it was just way more realistic. So when I created the encounters, I really wanted it to be what can the caregiver do, not us telling the caregiver what they need to do, but what can they do. And hopefully, like I said, we're already working on our second edition of this, and hopefully we can dig a little bit more deeper into that during the master class and then in that second edition.
1: Well, I mean, okay, so toileting is always one where I feel like um, behavior analysts and caregivers are not necessarily always on the same page. and. and- I think that we had one client that we were, it was like my first toileting protocol, and I'm like, whatever. but, uh, it was so interesting because when we' they're like, you know, mom just keeps sending them and pull-ups. like we can't get her to stop that. And when it came down to it was mom's like, he, I, I'm worried about him ruining my furniture. Like it was like something that was, and so we we're like, well, here's what you can do. It was something as simple of her having her having an, a, a fear or a worry that we hadn't really addressed. And we're like, you know, it's okay to be worried about your furniture. No one wants to worry about their child having an accident on their furniture. So here's some things you can do that, will help prevent that. And then also knowing what the house situation was. And I think for that one, um, and this might, I might have them mixed up, but one of them was a new baby had just came home. And so I'm like, guess what? I know that as a parent, we're like, we can't deal with another diaper situation, like having more in diapers or whatever. But at that point they're seeing mom give this attention to a sibling that's new. I'm like, you know, what, it's okay to pause it or it's okay to communicate with the, with the BCBA and say, you know what? I just, I can't right now. And then the BCBA has to be okay with that.
0: <laughs> that's the other thing. I think that's the, the hardest part.
1: Yeah. Like, cause we have these, We have these things in place and if they're coming to the clinic and then it it does throw everything off. But as a professional, we have to say, you know what, you're, you're, you're the driver of this car and we're going to, you know, we're the navigator and you're, you want to pause. I would immediately just pause because if they're not on board, it's, it's a waste of my time. And so being flexible is really important.
0: And I don't think you mean waste of your time. I think really what we're looking at is if they're not on board, what, or if there's other environmental variables, what is actually being reinforced? And we right. always we know that it's harder to decrease a behavior that's been reinforced than to just reinforce a preferred behavior.
1: Yeah. Like so. get, getting in a car to get pirate booty and a Capri Sun out through the garage.
0: I just want to talk about his independence and abilities to Do you do you really multiple step activities?
1: This would be the same kid that I had to rub his elbow a specific way or then hold a drink up to his mouth so he could have a sip of it.
0: Yeah, he's exhausting. I don't know what to tell you. i yes, both my children are exhausting. <laughs> oh.
1: So, okay. we want to just leave everyone kind of with some questions to help us kind of direct things. So what, what training do you get or what have you gotten at your organization as, as a BCBA or RBT or however, cause RBT some do some insurance companies. Okay. RBT is doing caregiver training, right? You can be yes. to, like yep. a BT. Uh, oh, so what? what have you been given as far as training for caregiver support and is there caregiver support, that is easily translatable into other languages? Or have you been given accommodations for providing caregiver support to other cultures? I would love to know because I, I mean, I did spend, I would say a good, well, I probably was avoiding something else, but a good four days, like looking through every caregiver support I could find and just seeing what was available. I wonder what I was avoiding. Hmm.
0: Um, studying for your exam oh, Anything yeah, no. you can is avoiding studying for your exam
1: oh my god I just met with this I just met with this group today and they're like you're getting your BCBA I'm like well yeah I mean I'm okay being a behavior analyst I think that I've done a lot of work and I think that's great and they're like no you need to get your test now like that's you're gonna like just think and I'm like you know what I don't need any more cheering session that's not what's good so, that's not gonna <laughs> it nope that's you. not good I don't know I don't know what's gonna get it I just keep avoiding it uh, and my hours aren't done until I'm not done with my hours until this month anyway so
0: all right well <laughs> the other thing I want to leave all y'all to think about so something to think about is when you are writing goals are those goals? targeting the caregiver's behavior or are they still targeting the client's oh behavior? so this is a good one because I didn't
1: I, so I didn't know they were supposed to be targeting <laughs> I do now this was early in the beginning when I first started like I'm saying when someone was like um you know you're gonna we're gonna do caregiver support like when I first so how long ago did we start this company oh my god two years uh, two years ago I was oh, like oh totally okay, well, Yeah. So the goal is for the client to be toileted. And I'm like, no, that's not, that's the child's goal. That's not the caregiver's goal. And I had no idea that there was a specific way that this goal is for the caregiver. I do know that now, but that was one of those things from school that I didn't, I didn't know.
0: Yeah. So if you're working on that toileting behavior, so the actual voiding in the toilet is the client's goal, but reinforcing, providing, um, DRA for voiding in the toilet or using least to most prompting to engage in toileting. So those are caregiver goals.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, I know that it makes com- complete sense, which that was <laughs> only the first, and I don't say that always about ABA, like that's not my first go-to statement. It makes complete sense. But it did because I was thinking about it is toileting in the end is what we want. Yep. But how we're doing the goals. Yeah.
0: I don't know how my three year old managed to get his temperature up to 102.5 to stay home <laughs> from class. So, this, so my youngest, and this is whole about my youngest, but he is not a fan of school. My oldest loves school. He loves structure, he loves going to school, he loves playing with his friends everything about school. He absolutely loves, even if, even when he had to stay in from recess and practice lining up, he was fine with it. He's like, now I know how to line up because I practice during recess. It makes total sense.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. So you didn't have to go in and and have a, he was like, I, I like staying in
0: for recess. (laughs) Yeah. "Yeah, I just knew exactly what to do. Uh, (laughs) my youngest, On the other hand, I'm his classroom mom because my theory is if I'm the classroom mom, they can't kick him out.
1: Well, they can kick him out.
0: (laughs) No, that's my theory. So they will go to a private school. Um, And he hates going to school. He'd rather stay home and work, which I don't know why. He gets unlimited He gets a blue pirate booty and Capri Suns. There's also a slice of lemon bread sitting on my counter for him. Anyway, I don't know how he did it, but last night he came, and he's like, my head hurts, my throat hurts, and I touched his head, and it was fire. So I don't know if I got them hanging <laughs> lights for their back pain. <laughs> Maybe he went and, like, held them against his head. Whatever. He had a 102.5 speaker Don't know how he did it, but he had got to stay home today. Uh, he is oh. not whatsoever today. He, he is, he, he is- But the last time he said he was sick and I sent him to school, he ended up having to get his appendix out. So now I don't even know when to send him and when not to send him.
1: Send him every day.
0: I understand that. And then I'm a bad mom because his appendix was inflamed. It wasn't ruptured. No, it wasn't. You're right. So there
1: you go. I feel like (laughs) that was a win. That was a win. Oh, that yeah. was a win. This this has been one of the least relaxing podcasts I've ever participated in. just so you know.
0: The best part is Kelly couldn't join us because she was dealing with her kids. <laughs> I
1: think we're gonna I think before we end, I want you all to just listen and see the times when Britt muted her mic and left me and see if you can figure rambling. out when I was just rambling on because she's gone, just gone, just left.
0: She had a oh, dark minute. This, I muted myself so you couldn't hear me swearing at my child. Oh.
1: This wouldn't be the first time she has left me to carry on. <laughs> this time, at least, I'm not sitting crisscross applesauce on the floor, paralyzed and unable to get up. That is...
0: <laughs> that is... Oh, separation. It's all right. <laughs> all right. She loved me, me, love me, love me, love me, love me love. She love me. Else. Well that wraps it up for another episode of Teaching My Mother ABA.
1: Head over to our Facebook and Instagram at knowledge.now.solutions and check out all the events we have going on in May.
0: <laughs> it's not
1: May. <laughs> oh my god, what month is it? September? Check check out I'm September. In September. In October. October? Sure. Check it out. Check out whatever month you feel like you're in. You know what? You you get in that month. You you have at it. Don't forget to <laughs> sign up for our Be In The Know Patreon to access some amazing freebies. Thank you to K-NOW Behavioral Solutions for sponsoring this podcast <laughs> in May. Learn and pretty hungry. easy <laughs> podcast for making it sound so good.
0: Oh, heaven. Ho- is okay. it What day it is, is it? Well, and okay, so we actually do have some stuff in our show notes. So you can have a show notes to access the Complete ABA Caregiver Roadmap. There's a link there. I am currently working on getting it on Amazon. That is not an easy feat. It's like (laughs) applying for insurance approval, let me tell you. And we are also going to be launching the Complete ABA Caregiver Roadmap Masterclass. Which the dates
1: are still up in the air. Dates are still up in the air.
0: The dates are the dates that Anissa is in town to help with the children.
1: I'm, I'm still that is still up in the air. I don't think I'm going to be there on the fifth. We have to have a discussion about this. I love. Okay, okay, here's the other thing my daughter does and Kelly too is that's what we can talk about next class, next podcast is when they make decisions without me. That irritates me.
0: I made this without anyone. I know. So <laughs> I love in this. our why show notes, there. See? Is an interest. I'm not going to be mean. an interest form. Interest. So if you're interested in the masterclass, let us know. Apparently, the dates are up in the air, but whatever.
1: Let us know what dates work for you, and then we'll see who, who wins that <laughs> argument. You guys decide. You
0: control The best part is it's on demand also. So live and on demand, it will figure it out. It'll be fine. And remember, it's all fun and games until you have to teach your mother ABA. (laughs) Okay, so that wraps it up for another episode of Teaching My Mother ABA. So
1: head over to our Facebook because apparently that's where we sell stuff and check (laughs) that out. Our Instagram at knowledge.now.solutions. Check out all the great things that we're going to have coming up. We have some super exciting um, Christmas ideas for those ABA uh, people in your life uh, that are going to be for sale, things like that. And definitely don't forget to sign up to be in our... Be in the Know Patreon, and thank you to K-NOW Behavioral Solutions for sponsoring Teaching My Mother ABA and Pretty Easy Podcast for making us sound so good.
0: Pretty Easy Podcast is going to have their work cut out for them this episode. (laughs) 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 And remember, it's all fun and games until you have to teach your mother ABA.